Cougar fans, it is time. Touchdown! What a grab! It's time to raise your colors, raise your voice, and join in on the raucous roundtable about your favorite team, the BYU Cougars. 15-10-5, It's time to tailgate. Cougar Tailgate, where BYU sports fandom lives. And here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, Cougar Nation? I'm Lauren McClain, and we're here to tailgate with you, doing what we do best, talking all things BYU Cougars. For today's roundtable discussion, we have basketball experts Johnny Linehan and Hema Hemuli. Thanks for coming here with us, guys. Kia ora. Hey, <laughs> Yep, I don't know what that means. Hey, but I'm, I'm going to have to add the basketball expert to my LinkedIn yeah. profile now. It's, a, it's another thing, basketball Big basketball guys here. Which, which brings me to my first question. How much basketball experience do each of you actually have? Hema, what, what's your basketball experience? Oh, my gosh. Uh, other than, like, Elder's Corn Ball <laughs> on Thursdays, not much. But, I mean, I've been a fan for a long time, and, uh, you know, me and my dad, that was a a fun pastime of ours is to watch the jazz play you know, mm-hmm. together. And so um, good memories. I, I love basketball, but I wouldn't say I'm a basketball guy. Armchair per se. expert. Yeah, for sure. Johnny? I'm waiting for my 10-day contract from Will Hardy because if the jazz are committed to tanking, I will get them there. <laughs> I, I'm actually a big basketball guy. It's funny saying in New, in New Zealand, yeah, I played high school basketball, but I mean, that's nothing in comparison to high school basketball in the U.S. Mm. But we we had a big crew of guys. We'd just play basketball at lunch. I remember wearing ankle weights every day to school so that I could learn to jump because oh there was God. another really? there was another guy who was really good. His name was John Lawson, I think, and he was the big JL, and I was the little JL. And he would wear ankle weights, but he would wear pants so no one could see it. I'd wear short shorts, and they'd be over my socks. But, man, I had that 34-inch vertical. I can yam it. Yeah, how did those work out for you, those ankle weights? So I'm still waiting for them to show up with the calves, but I feel like I feel like the more dad years I put on my body, the bigger my calves will get. Because have you noticed every like 45-year-old dad that's Huge never worked calves. out has sure. giant calf uh, muscles? The, the New Balance shoes really bring out the calves. <laughs> they must be. Yeah. Maybe Eels, that's like, yeah. so like Kawhi <laughs> brings out the calves in the New Balance. I don't know. Maybe that's his marketing pitch. But I've been a big jazz fan for as long as I can remember. We came to the States in the end of 2005 and beginning 2006. I just turned 15. That's going to age me now. But I, we watched the jazz play the Clippers in uh, what's the Laker Center, the Staples Center? Uh-huh. Yep, yep. Yeah, and so that was fun with hey. with AK forty seven. I had my Walmart twenty five dollar jersey, not twenty five dollars now due to inflation, but it was back then with the with the letters peeling <laughs> so that's off. A nice one. Yeah, and they lost in overtime, and I remember crying, leaving because basketball is life. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say after hearing how much expertise you have. I actually won the National Two-Ball Championship with uh, the Utah Jazz. Don't ask how old I was. It was in 1998, though. So Carl Malone, John Stockton, I got to meet those guys. That's so, so you cool. know, I have, I have some slight I, expertise. I wore 12 because of John Stockton. So I mean, He's the man. Yeah. All right, well, let's talk about BYU men's basketball a little bit. Number 18, BYU top Denver 90-74 to on Wednesday night. Career-high 28 points from Jackson Robinson, including eight threes, and a double-double from Noah Waterman with a career-high of 20 points and 14 rebounds. The Cougars are now 9-1 and with its best start since the 2010-11 season, a.k.a. Sweet 16, a.k.a. Jimmermania. Does that mean anything to you guys that this is the best start 
since when Jimmer was incredible and BYU went to the Sweet 16. Does that mean anything to you, Hema? Oh, 100%. I think, you know, the the basketball team this season has been a pleasant surprise. Um, and the fact that we're getting so much hype, we reached number one in the net at some point, which yeah. never happened. Like, um, it's the hype is there and it feels a little reminiscent of the Jimmer era for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. You think, you know, I personally think, like, I, I don't know when the ride's going to end. I'm going to enjoy it until it, until it gets there. You Absolutely. Know. Do you think it's a big deal, Johnny? The ride has ended. We lost to Utah. <laughs> Season's <laughs> over. Win is spring it's ball. Burn it down. Win is yeah. spring Cancel ball. athletics. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go to the women's basketball games from now. Oh, but they lost to Utah, too. What? Yep, yep. <laughs> no, it, it's fun. I think the difference, though, granted, I was actually on my mission for Jimmamania, so I had no idea who Jimma was until I came back and watched the highlights and was like, man, I missed that. And then I'd see him in the weight room and be like, I don't know you. I've actually never seen you play, <laughs> but you're a legend, dude. So I'm yeah. still fanboy. But <laughs> the difference is this year, like you don't really have a Jimmer. Maybe mm. Jackson's stepping into that role when he's on, but you have a group of dudes that work really well together and are playing some phenomenal ball together when they're on, they're on. And so let's enjoy the ride. They'll lose more games, but I think they can win some crucial ones and hopefully make a big run. Yeah. I mean, BYU TV had Jimmer on their pre and post game show last night, which was awesome. And with Jimmer in attendance Wednesday night, it seems like Jackson Robinson attempted to do his best Jimmer, shooting 8 from 16 from 3. Not even Jimmer had a game with 8 threes. Oh. So that's pretty spectacular. That Take you... that, Jimmer. <laughs> I hope someone said that to him last night. No, just kidding. And then a bounce-back game for Noah Waterman, who shot 0 for 8 against Utah mm-hmm. last Saturday. Against Denver, he had his first career double-double, and he did it before halftime. So... Man, there's that Utah curse, isn't it? But that's okay. They The good thing is BYU basketball bounced back against Denver, and they're back on track like they were before. So our fan segment for this week is, what gets you most excited 10 games in about this BYU hoops team? We had one of our producers, Tori Kimball, go around before the game and ask some random fans. All right, here's number one. I love this team. I love this game. I went to BYU many years ago, and I played basketball as a freshman. Oh, really? Yep. That's amazing. That was amazing. This is the first year they opened this up when I played. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so cool. Well, that's cool. What keeps you coming back? Oh, I come back every time. I love it. I love basketball. I really do. I love it all. Amazing. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know who that guy was, but... He played as a freshman. He played as a freshman. Like in the Smithfield house or on the team? <laughs> right. He's, he's, wait, did he say the Marriott Center had opened? It opened when he was, when holy he was crap. a freshman. Yeah. Wait, wow. there, was a trivia, there was a trivia question. Wasn't it in the 60s the Marriott Center opened? Probably. So how old did that make this guy? Well, we don't have to assume, but it would be probably close to 70 if that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a legend. All right, here's another one. I love winning. It's awesome. Absolutely. It's been great. Okay, so there is something to that. I love winning. We've been able to watch a ton of that with this team. Yes. Which it has not been consistently like that for years, right? You come to the Marriott Center. What are they? They're 10 or they're not 10 and no. What are they in the Marriott Center right now? They're undefeated in the Marriott Center. Yeah. yeah. So you come to a BYU game, you get to watch a win. I feel like that's pretty significant. I think, uh, you know, there's the saying in athletics, like winning fixes everything. And it truly does. Like, um, the Utah loss was rough and obviously we wish we had that back, but like coming back and destroying Denver, like feels good. So we're like, we're back on the right track. Noah Waterman found his groove back. Um, so for me, it fixed everything. And I think 
I'm I'm now excited instead of the doom and gloom from last week, you know. Cleon just said in my ear that the Marriott Center opened in 1971, by the way. Oh, no, that's why I failed that trivia question. (laughs) Let me me bring down that gentleman's age. I apologize. I do apologize. Sorry, sir. Hey, we we need him to send in some highlights, though. If if he has some highlights from back in the day, let's see it. (laughs) I don't know where he'd get those. You know what I mean? They didn't record the games back in the 70s. No, but I will say, like, when... When I am seasoned, I will absolutely still be playing <laughs> pixelated YouTube videos. I'll be like, look at me. 100%. And punting will have been removed from football by then. And it's like, they'd be like, what yeah. is this archaic game that they're playing? My brother won the baseball state championship his senior year of high school, and he has five boys, and they're all older now. Consistently plays that game for them. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God. You have they're to. They're so sick. When he, he still has the big grin, you know. Mouthing everything that he said in the video because he's watched so many times. Heck yeah, you got to do that, Johnny. All right, here's another video. Honestly, just uh, seeing them play against Big 12 schools, it's just awesome. And it's a bigger stage. And yeah, I can't wait. All right, we got one more. I'm excited to watch the three points. (laughs) Big basketball guy. (laughs) Big basketball guy. (laughs) I'm excited to watch the one, two, and three points. I like the three points. (laughs) Yes. I do too. I do too. Uh, we get the gist of what he's saying. That's right. okay. We, we're welcoming all people to right. Marriott Center. Big basketball guy. We can tell. Oh, man. That, that's just BYU, though. Like, yeah. Let's be real. I love that. I love that. Come to BYU, get a great education, and learn about new sports. Yeah. Like basketball <laughs> and football. Yeah. Oh, I'm crying. I'm here to watch the three. <laughs> well, you're at the right place, buddy. Yeah. You, know, you will see a lot of three points. Okay, Hemel, let's start with you. <laughs> what gets you most excited 10 games in about watching this BYU hoops team? Um, man, it's just you saw it last night, or sorry, well, you saw it uh, against Denver. Is uh, They move the ball really, really well all across. You know, they play like five out or whatever, and so they're just passing the ball around the perimeter. Um, that is so much fun to watch. It's kind of reminiscent of like the the Jazz games from like, you know, 2018, 19, whatever. How like they would pass the ball a lot, and um, then inevitably someone hits a three point shot because everyone can shoot on this team. Right. Um, that's, that, I think that's the most fun thing for me. What about for you, Johnny? Yeah, no, it ditto everything about that it's it is fun to kind of see this team that a lot of people had ruled out i'm so sorry guys i'm still laughing about that guy i, I was I, like dude where i need is my hair so, i know my hair i do have this like little fluff thing but dude, so just, i i do like the three oh. i, I like, like the, the three, three. Yeah. i like the three point yeah absolutely I'm so- <laughs> hey, we we clearly ex- I needed a good laugh today. He he doesn't have basketball expert on his LinkedIn profile. I can <laughs> promise doesn't. you that. I can promise you that. He definitely did not wear ankle weights as a child. He he cannot still touch the backboard. I yeah. can promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I love about this team is I feel like they know who they are. And Mark Pope kind of mentioned this in his in his post game. He said after the game on Wednesday. We trust us because us is pretty good. But I actually love that because when things start going wrong, they're they're not like, oh, call an audible. Let's let's hurry right. and switch things up. Let's we got to change things. It's like no, you just stay the course, and we know what we're gonna get because that's what they've done for ten games. That's you know, the fans' job. 
change everything. Get rid of him. Let's have a new coach every game. Exactly. That's what we're supposed to do. So I, (laughs) that is one thing I love about the team. Very consistent. You know, you're going to get that Utah game was a little bit of a slip up because they weren't doing what they did best. But then it was nice to see against Denver. They came right back to it. So they're a consistent team. They play as a team. They play with confidence and they stick what they do best. And I'm excited to see how far that takes them. So let's talk about who is BYU's best five because they have a lot of very good bench players. The leading scorer, Jackson Robinson, comes off the bench. The bench. So fans have wondered if he should be in the starting lineup and why he isn't already. The regular starting five without Foose are Dallin Hall, Spencer Johnson, Trevin Nell, Noah Waterman, and Ali Khalifa. So Dallin Hall has been averaging nine points per game, three rebounds per game, four assists per game. BYU's best three-point shooter, and obviously he's the ball handler. Old man Johnson, one of the oldest players in college basketball, Spencer Johnson, very balanced stat line, 12 points per game, 5.7 boards per game, and 4.6 assists per game. So you got to have Spencer Johnson right. Then you have Trevin Nell. He's shot over 40% from three and has been a great sharpshooter for the Cougars so far. Noah Waterman's improvement from last year has been fantastic. Had an amazing game against Denver. Ali Khalifa, a.k.a. the Egyptian magician, has opened up the offense since the Vegas showdown. He sees the court very, very well. I think he's been a great addition to the team. But then he got BYU's leading scorer is uh, the sixth guy off the bench, or the first guy off the bench, Jackson Robinson, averaging 17 points per game. While only playing 23 minutes per game, he's also shooting 43% from three this year. You got Richie Saunders, who's who's been a great guy off the bench, and then Atiki Ali Atiki. So, who should be the starting five? Hema, in your opinion, should it change? Um, I honestly don't think it should change. I think it doesn't matter who's starting because you know he's like you said he's still Jackson Robinson, right? Is still playing 23 minutes a game. Yeah. And he's still scoring at a high clip. So, I mean, if it ain't broke, why would you fix it? I think the distribution of like the shots and like the points game to game vary slightly. Um, Obviously, Jackson Robin is one of the more consistent. So is Spencer Johnson. And it's kind of nice to have them both on on one one on the starting lineup and the other and off the bench. Like you still have those people that can get buckets even if your second unit's out there. Yeah. So I I honestly don't think it matters like who starts. Like starting gets you. It's just in name only, right? That recognition yeah. in name only. Like it doesn't really matter, especially if you're still producing. You're still getting your minutes, like Jackson Robinson is. I don't think it matters. What do you think, Johnny? Us Polynesians think alike. <laughs> Let's go. Yes. Wow. You may yes. not look alike, but no. you think alike. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can't claim it, but I was born in Polynesia. <laughs> Kia ora. Uh, no, I, I, I do think, like, yeah, you don't want to change the boat too much, right? Does Jackson deserve to start? The answer is probably yes, mm-hmm. right? Does he care to start? That also might be a good question. If if he does, then maybe you want to you wanna start him, right, to kind of keep him happy. But I think right now just the consistency – that we're seeing and having him come off the bench and be that sixth man is important. The The challenge that I would have to that would be, is it important to give him the opportunity to prove to the NBA scouts or the pro scouts that he does deserve to be at that level and not just be, oh, you were a great six man and arguably the best player on the team, but you came off the bench. Right. Is that going to impact his future opportunity? And if that does, that is something that I think the coaches are aware of because the coaches are not just focused on them right now, but they're also saying, how can we set these guys up for the future? Because they care about them, right? It's not just Coach Pope, but it's also Coach Sataki. How can we get these guys 
in the limelight as much as possible so that they can continue to represent BYU after they're done playing at the college level. And that's what's hard for me. That's what really is hard for me. I think he's a phenomenal player. Can he make it the next level? That's extremely hard to do with basketball specifically. But, I mean, I don't know. He's a senior, and he's the best scorer on the team. In my opinion, I think he needs a start. And I, I don't know. Maybe bring Spencer Johnson off the bench. Maybe you switch back and forth or Trevin Nell. I, I don't know. But then that, then you are not having the consistency that's been so successful throughout these 10 games, right, if you right. start changing that. I don't know how much it would change, but I just I feel like I know he when people ask him, oh, how do you feel that you're not starting? And he gives you a very diplomatic answer. And he's he's obviously going to say the right things to the media. But as athletes, you two know, you want to start. He wants to start. Of course, he wants to start. And it is just for this prestige of saying I'm a starter. And yeah. you get your name called in the Marriott Center. You get, you know, the curtains drop and it's the fans cheering for you. It's just. <sighs> That'd be so fun. Right? I, I will say I had one start at BYU and I didn't play. So starting <laughs> in my position uh, actually didn't mean anything because I didn't hold. And we played against Wagner and we never punted. So I was like starting at punter. So I was like. <laughs> Count it. It's a start, yes. baby. Yes, Let's go. I ran out on the field. But no, basketball, I, I do think that, yeah. I think. Coach Pope's aware, and For I think sure. if things are – but I do think it has to be a – if we make a change, it has to be a change going forward. It's not like we're going to flip-flop whoever has Back a good practice. Yeah. Let's have like a, a free-throw shootout every yeah. practice to see who gets a start. I think it has to be a deliberate change, and I don't think we've seen enough yet. Even though Trevin's been struggling, I don't think we've seen enough to necessarily make a change at the guard position there permanently yet. Yes. Could, it, could it happen? Yes. I don't think it's right to make the move now. Well, I'm glad I'm not the coach, and what I want to point out is what a great problem to have, right? right. Mm -hmm. That is what you want. You want to have that much depth and that much parity amongst your team that you're like, man, who are we going to start? Right, but you also want to make sure if you have good recruits, they're not like, if I go and be the best yeah. player, am I going to be off the bench? I know. See, so, oh. There's so much dynamic, but then you can just throw money at them now, so it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good luck, Coach Pope. All right, we're going to take a quick break, but coming up, it's buy or sell time with BYU Men's Hoops, and we'll chat the national buzz surrounding Cougs in the news. This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean. Here with me is Johnny Linehan and Heme Heimuli. It's time for buy and sell with the BYU Men's Basketball Team, starting with this. Jackson Robinson will make an all-Big 12 team this season. He currently ranks ninth in scoring in the Big 12. He's also leading the Big 12 in three-point percentage. Are you buying it or selling it, Hema? Oh, I'm buying it. Give okay. me all that delicious Jackson Robinson stock. <laughs> you think he's going to be on an all-Big 12 team? I think so. I mean, the way he's playing right now. Right. Um, we'll, we'll, you know, the unknown is can we compete in conference play for the entire season, yeah. which we've never had, like, difficult schedule like this um but i think i'm buying it right now okay well, i love it johnny buy or sell yeah i have to buy it right now explain this for me though are there three like old big 12 teams you have like your first second and third and then maybe your honorable but yeah that's what's actually fun about the big 12 before it was like the independent all independent <laughs> yeah. and i was like a three-time <laughs> independent first team punter i was like it's because i'm the only one or i'm like take that notre dame punter like yes yeah. uh no so it actually means a lot now i'm buying it though if he can continue to play as he's playing absolutely yeah ah see i 
I have a hard time. What I did think, you eat this morning, I, Lauren? <laughs> I don't even know French toast. You don't like really the three? You don't like the three like I that don't guy? Like the three. <laughs> I love the three. And I love Jackson Robinson. I So for context, the Big 12, they have seven teams that have one loss or left. I think they're 11, 11 with two or fewer losses. And then UCF has three. That's almost the entire conference, yeah. by the way. That's, That's basically delicious. on the exact same level. As BYU right now. That's scary, scary, scary. That's some very, very good, talented players. The best in the country. And you're throwing Jackson Robinson in there. And I'm not saying he maybe maybe he is one of the best players in the country. I don't know. I don't know. So I that's why do I is it rude to sell? I'm sorry, Jackson. <gasps> I no, only only until very smart. conference play. You know what I'm saying? Let's see how he does in His the conference. Stock is high, you buy <laughs> high and you sell low. Wait, that's what I do. You buy low and you sell high. Yeah, you're confusing me. All I know is I love Jackson <laughs> Robinson, but I also know that there are some incredibly talented teams and players in the Big 12. So let's see kind of how BYU starts doing there. All right, number two, Ali Khalifa should start even when Foose is healthy. He only has two turnovers on the season so far. He's currently averaging nearly four assists per game. He opens the offense up in a new way that forces the defense on their toes. So Johnny, do you think he should start even when Foose is healthy? No, I'll sell this, but he's incredible. Yeah. Like, Two turnovers with some of the passes as well that he's getting his assists with. Those are Crazy. dimes. Yeah, those Crazy. are amazing. dimes. He has such a great touch. But man, Foose, I think, offers that presence. BYU's been crashing the boards like I've yeah. never seen before this year. That's actually the only reason I think they were in the Utah game because they were not shooting well at all, but mm-hmm. they were crashing the boards. But I think like that's Foose's spot. I think when he comes back, it's his spot. But that's close now. It's a big yeah. competition. Yeah. What do you think, Hannah? Yeah, I'm selling it as well. I mean, I love Ali, but like, um, I th- I just miss that physical down low presence. Yep. Um, that you know you can throw it in there and get like an almost guaranteed bucket um, from someone physical down low. I think we just miss that, and it'd be nice for BYU to come out and punch a team in the mouth at the beginning with yep. a guy like Foose, and then bring we the have second a guy that on. might do that. <laughs> too, too, too soon, too soon. Oh <laughs> but but like having Ali come off the bench and being able to distribute would be kind of nice have a change in pace for the two units oh I love you Tiki uh, yeah I'm gonna sell it too even for the eye test Foose is a beast man and he he's got hops his his wingspan is just incredible I love watching him play and he he does kind of have a more intimidating presence. I think Ali Khalifa is a, a little more smooth in how he operates underneath. But I I like uh, that Foose is a force to be reckoned with. So I'm, I agree with you guys. I think it's his spot when he when he comes back. But it's how awesome again. What a great problem to have. Great surprise. Like, yes, he's been, he's he's been, been fantastic. Awesome. All right, the next one is BYU finishes the season in the top twenty five. They're currently ranked eighteenth in the country. If they finish 500 in the Big 12, they'll probably be in the top 25. They're ranked eighth in Ken Palm and ranked third in the net. Hema, what do you think? They're going to be ranked in the top 25 at the end of the season. I'm going to – oh, that's a tough question. I'm going to be positive. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to buy that. Okay. Because, like, I think there's something to be said with the way the team has faced adversity – in this preseason, especially, you know, preseason ranking 13th, and now they're just, you know, they're killing it. Um, I think they've taken that chip on their shoulder and they're doing something with it. I think the new additions to the team have gelled rather quickly, so I, I, 
I wouldn't be surprised if we go into conference play and they do very well. Yeah. M- much better than we all expected. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you think, Johnny? Man, I'm going to have to have Siri flip a coin on this one. <laughs> it, it really is. I could go either way. I could argue either way, yeah, which is could. fun. This is a great question. I'll sell this, though. I, I don't think they end up in the top 25. The only data point I have is that the good news is, like, winning fixes everything. Yes, absolutely. The Losing against teams you should have won ruins everything. Yeah. I don't, like, losing against teams that are competitive, I don't think actually, like, fans obviously want to win every game. Yeah. But the Utah loss, I think, is the only data point we have where it's a team that was really that up in the air. Oh, they're not favored. Mind you, they've been smacking every team they've been favored against. But I do think we're going to struggle against some of these teams where it is more of a flip of the coin. And even though I think we outperform the preseason Big 12 expectations, I mean, how couldn't you now? Right. I think it's still going to be tough. That's not to say we don't make the tournament. I just think we're going to be more of a Cinderella in the tournament as opposed to having a, a higher ranking. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And we, we talked about this before. BYU, the Utah game was BYU's only true road test of the season so far. And so we really don't know what BYU is going to do in these hostile environments. So it's it's hard. And, and like, man, just incredible. Not even just like regular hostile environments, like the best in the country. Sure, so right? fun. I, I know. Play. It's amazing. Like, what a cool opportunity for BYU. Like, so much fun this season. But it is a difficult road. I'm, I'm going to buy it just because I'm with him. I'm like, right now at this point, I want to be positive. I'm going to buy it. Even if they go 500 in the Big 12, they're going to be ranked in the top 25 because there are that many good, good teams. Right. So we'll see what happens. All right, the last one is BYU versus Houston will be the most anticipated matchup at the Marriott Center since Gonzaga 2020. Houston is currently first in Ken Palm and fourth in the AP pool. BYU does not play Kansas at home. The other big home games are Texas and Baylor but Houston is going to be a huge one in the Marriott Center. Do you guys think this is the most anticipated matchup since Gonzaga 2020? Hema? Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think there's a lot of the stories going into it, like new Big 12 members. Um, I, I Yeah, I, I think this is the biggest game since that Gonzaga game, for yeah. sure. Johnny? Yeah, it is. I think so. Are we going to let the fans camp out? Are they allowed to camp out? I think I if know. they're not allowed to camp outside the Marriott, they should camp outside the Marriott Hotel that the other team will be staying in. <laughs> How intimidating would that be? Hey, welcome to Provo. Here's 5,000 white people. <laughs> we will be yelling at you because we like the three yeah. and the sport that we've found out this year is we really like we it. Won't, we won't be swearing. We'll be like what yeah. Keaton Slova said. We'll be like, you guys stink. Like that sort of yeah. trash talk. The sport yes. that we found out about this year. And we We're love learning the so three. much about this. We hope you don't hit your threes. <laughs> I hope that kid does not listen to this segment of Cougar I would, If I was a bidding man, I think there's actually a safe chance he doesn't <laughs> listen to this. Sport? Uh, what? He's a big sports talk radio guy. All right, let's move on to Cougs in the NFL. Ah. Number one, Zach Wilson throws for over 300 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions against the Houston Texans after being benched for three weeks. There was controversy a couple weeks ago claiming that Zach Wilson was reluctant about being the starting quarterback. He came out with nothing to lose and looked phenomenal, and the Jets have a difficult matchup against the Dolphins on Sunday. We'll see if Zach can continue the positive trend. If Zach were to leave New York, Johnny, where would you like to see him go? Oh, 
I don't care about the NFL. Uh, I care about <laughs> Zach, though. Yeah. I mean, a lot of BYU fans would love to see him at the 49ers. There's no way. <laughs> yep, that, there's absolutely. no way that's a good landing spot with Brock Purdy. Like, yeah. there's just no way that that's going to happen. So, I actually don't know. Just get him out of New York. Yeah. The the thing is, though, for Zach, I know BYU fans. We put on our goggles and we have a hard time being critical of our guys. Zach needs to continue to play like he played. We can't just be like, see, the Jets were overreacting. Yep. He needs to string it together and, and do it again. Now, he is in a really tough situation, but if he can continue to put back-to-back games, and again, it's not even like doing much. It's just doing more than the Jets think, right? Yes. Like That first half was great for me. It was pump, 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 pump. I don't think that's ever happened before. <laughs> and then he came out and lit it up third quarter, took him to a win, right? He just needs to do it again. Yeah. I agree. What do you yeah. think, Emma? Uh, let me just first say, hashtag free Zach Wilson. Yes. He's literally anywhere. <laughs> I think he could go anywhere. I would love him to see, I would love to see him like on the Rams or something. He needs to go somewhere where he can still learn behind a vet that, that does really well. And um, so I don't really care where he goes, but I, I do think he needs to get out of New York. Um, yeah. So Maybe the Giants? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Let's not have him go there. I, I'm with Johnny. I I it's so funny being on Twitter. Twitter is such a horrible and wonderful place, right? Probably more horrible than wonderful. Oh, it's horrible. But beautiful. just even the, the overreactions of Jet fans and even the media about Zach Wilson, like, see, you oh, guys were so worst fans him. ever, by the way. You guys were Jets awful fans. to him. I but I, I'm with Johnny where I'm like, Well, let's see if he can keep this going. You know, like let's see if it really was just the offensive line or a terrible offensive coordinator that wasn't calling plays for Zach Wilson. Let's if he can be consistent with it for a few more games, then I'm gonna be like, all right, yeah, get him out of there, get him in a better situation, and see what he can do. All right, number two, Pukunakua had another impressive game against the Ravens with eight receptions, 84 yards, and uh, it's not a fluke. Puka is currently fifth in receiving yards in the NFL. He has over 1,100 yards already and is projected to finish around 1,400 receiving yards. Has there ever been a more impressive BYU rookie in the NFL that either of you can think about? Fred Warner. Okay, Fred Warner was pretty good. He had 124 total tackles, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery. But I don't think, in my memory, in my recent memory, I don't think there's been a, another impressive rookie like Pukunakua. No, I don't, I don't think so. I, I'm trying to th- think Zach, of somebody. Austin Colley had 90 receptions, 676 receiving yards his rookie season. But still, he wasn't like getting fed the way like Puka's getting fed the ball. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would say no. I mean, Puka's different. Like he's, he, yeah. He all it took was just like a quarterback to trust him. Yep. And him to prove that he can catch everything, and that's all it really took. Mm-hmm. Like, and now look at him. So I think, yeah, I don't think there's been a. Was that Tyler Algier? Was that his first year last year, or because? But I think Puka's been better. But yeah, I think Tyler had a phenomenal. He did. Yeah, phenomenal first year. If that was his first. Tyler's year. was yeah twenty one draft. I think is what he was. So it's been a, maybe he's ineligible. I'm trying to think because I mean, similar to the guy liking the three. I've only liked football for ten years, <laughs> so I don't <laughs> yeah. know anything before that. Austin Collie, yeah, I know the name. Never saw him play. Yeah, but Puka's been amazing, and he's doing it without gloves. In I the know. Rain? <laughs> like to put it in context, so if true. you drop a football with gloves on, like your hands don't work. Yeah. Like those gloves are so sticky. Maybe took him off in the rain, but man, he's been so good and such a humble kid. I love the Nakuas and yeah. 
there's man what a great person and you see great things happening great people but he's been put in a great situation right yeah and was kind of fortunate with cup being out but being able to learn from somebody like cooper cup who's just a hall of fame receiver yeah it's like what a great spot for him to be in and i think it's it's just incredible that we can even talk about these different rookies that have been standouts from BYU. These names like Zach Wilson, Tyler Algier, Puganakua, Fred Warner, they all had standout rookie seasons, and they all played for BYU recently. I think that that's huge. That's got to be – come on, coaches. You got I know they're using that, right? They're using oh, that yeah. as a bait to get some good recruits here. All right, you guys are incredible. Thank you for coming on with me today. That does it for us today. Thanks again to Johnny Linehan and Hema Hemuli for coming on the show with me. Carter Bond and Tori Kimball helped produce this episode with senior producer Terry South. You can join the Cougar Tailgate wherever you get your podcasts, on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYURadio.org. Cougar Tailgate is a production of BYU Radio.